0: you get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, how is it going, guys? Welcome back. Thank you so much for watching, listening, wherever you may be. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. If you don't know what to comment, just put a robot emoji. It helps with the algorithm. Or just put any emoji you like, pizza, alien, hamburger, doesn't matter, Alright. We've got a very special guest, Tiffany Ashton. I told her she's welcome back anytime. She is the ultimate epitome of what a generalist can be in this industry and not somebody who waited and sat around and said well i'm only going to upgrade my career when my manager tells me it's okay you know if you do that you're going to be waiting till your manager retires and their manager comes in and retires so that's not that's not a good strategy guys so tiffany welcome back thank you so much for coming on again
1: all right, thanks, Dan. Great to be back again.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime, we could do these regularly, uh, and I mm-hmm. like the Clin Essentials behind you. Maybe start out with a little bit of that. Let's start with that first, because last time we ended with that. Let's start with this first, and then we'll work back. All right.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well, um, Clin Essentials we provide tools and resources for clinical research professionals. So for the CRAs and the CRCs, we have our it's uh, preprinted color-coded audit notes and these take the place of the yellow sticky notes that are used in the industry it just helps with time and efficiency maybe saving 25% of the study coordinator's time after the visit of like addressing the action items because they can quickly see what needs to be done. So we have 16 key phrases and they're all different um, colors. So when you see, let's just show you, when you see a source chart at the end of your visit, you can see a please reconcile, a please complete a serious adverse event you're going to focus in on that serious adverse event first because you can see what's going on versus yeah. your yellow sticky note. There's nothing. There's nothing here. And you're like, I don't know where to begin. So that's our signature product. And then we also do training. Um, so CTM training for those that are interested in CTM, the C-T-M training.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> you mentioned easy. that last time. So is that up and running? Like, are you ready to go?
1: Yeah, we're ready to go. So on our website, we go to the clinical research professional CTM training, you get on the waitlist for the next course. If we have enough people, we'll we'll squeeze in one this year. If not, we'll do one uh, next year. And um, it's a 28 day course. And there's instructor led and Self paced and the instructor led, we go through scenarios. So, how to review a change order, how to plan your investigators' meeting. So, really hands on practical experience that if you were planning an
0: investigator meeting,
1: that sounds like a
0: headache, (laughs) (laughs) headache upon headache.
1: It is a headache. It can be. And if you don't know to plan early enough, you can mess up the whole thing, unfortunately, or uh, you or have a lot of extra cost at the end. Is that so their clinic
0: centrals? The, yeah. This, okay. So, Good. yeah.
1: So, that and career uh, career coaching, if someone has questions and just wants to speak to a, a clinical research professional, like they're on a complicated protocol. You know what's know missing? To the career. People what? keep
0: asking uh, me and I don't think we have time to put this course together. We we have mm-hmm. a few courses like lined up, none CTM, yes. but it's like we teach people how to be CRC series. Mm-hmm. But what's missing is like somebody who teaches existing CRAs, how to be more organized. I think that's right up your guys alley. I mean, that's yeah. something you guys should look into because I get asked that a lot, a lot.
1: Exactly.
0: So I just yeah. can't pull it off because I haven't been a CRA long enough. Um, yeah. And that's, that's tough. That's tough. How to get, there used to be this guy named Daniel Regit, the CRA coach. I Uh think he got busy with work, but he used to have a course. So something for either you or somebody watching to consider. There's lots of opportunities in this space as you'll learn from Tiffany. All right. So guys, (laughs) if you haven't seen her first part one, you need to go watch it. Mm -hmm. I'll have a link underneath. She gives her background, everything. I'll summarize it for you. She basically kept leveling up her career and we're going to get into the specifics, how she did that. Cause last time we just talked about it a little bit, just glossed over that, that she did do that. We want to get into how, because there's a coordinator out there watching. There's a CRA out there watching. There's a CTM out there watching. What do you do after CTM? I mean, what's next? What do you think is next?
1: You can do project manager, and that's the project manager that is over the CTM and just kind of looks at the portfolio level. You can be a associate director, director of clinical operations. You can keep going up, just depending on what your comfort level is and what you would like to do. You
0: go to the CEO of Pfizer. Somebody out right. there watching is the next CEO of Pfizer. So, look. Or one of
1: those pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> one
0: of them. So we're going to get into how. Okay, so... You were, you had experience, you were CRC, right? You mm-hmm. got in, if I remember correctly, you got in as a CRC. Well, actually you got in like an assistant and they became a CRC. So mm-hmm. from CRC, what was your next uh, role after CRC?
1: So next one was CRA officially, but within that CRA, I mean, CRC bracket, I went to lead CRA. I mean, not lead CRA, lead CRC. So I'll, I'll break that down. Kind of like what you can do as a study coordinator and just become a lead CRC, which helps your career progression for lead CRA or, or CRA in general.
0: Okay. Let's talk about how to do that. Like if you're at a company, like Mm -hmm. a site that's somewhat Mm -hmm. organized and has rules because the (laughs) sites I own and work at, there's no rules. It's just, it creates an environment where if you want to do something, you can no one's going to stop you. That's the kind of sites I create. So there's Mm -hmm. two different kinds of sites. There's like UC San Francisco where you can't do anything unless somebody tells you to. And there's like my kind of sites where you want to, like, do whatever you want, you can, basically, as long as it makes sense for the studies and for us. So exactly. which kind of organization were you at? Like, which one is closer to where you were?
1: The do whatever <laughs> you need to do. Okay. Not the big institution. So see, small is your... the new
0: big, right? You agree yeah, with me?
1: exactly. You have to. You have to be at the small because... There's more flexibility. You can wear multiple hats. And that's the key. You know, even when you're interviewing, you want to just understand the layout. You know, is it one where it's a small team? Because if it's a small team, that's when you're going to get the most experience and you're going to get the most exposure. If it's a big team, very structured, you're not. You're not going to get that exposure because right. <laughs> you're a study coordinator, you're regulatory, that's your lane and stick to it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I monitor, I monitor. I'm a contract CRA. Thankfully, it's winding down. But for the last Mm -hmm. five years, I've been monitoring small sites. And then I had one very big site. Mm -hmm. And the only difference, like the the coordinators at the small sites, they're way more generalist than the coordinators at the big institutions. Those guys and gals, mostly gals in those places, Mm -hmm. they don't even know like half of the responsibilities that the same job title, study coordinator, is doing at your random mom and pop clinics all across mm-hmm. the country. The only difference yeah. they have kombucha on tap and then at the other place they don't. They, you know, you have to make your own coffee. That's the main difference. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> enough of a benefit for you know mm-hmm. for you guys to and the prestige. People think mistakenly that, well, it's much better for my career if I go coordinate with Harvard or mm-hmm. Stanford than mm-hmm. with you know, Mr. Sphera's site in Yuma, <laughs> Yuma Arizona. It's not. You're going to be able to do so much more at those smaller sites.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I've I've run into people at those bigger institutions and Regulatory, like they don't even handle regulatory. And that's key, you know, to being a study coordinator, at least to know what some of these documents are. And that's actually a hindrance because if you ever leave that big institution and go somewhere else, you're you're missing a, a big part of that. CRC role so if you are at those institutions just know that you may have to supplement you may not see the full picture you may only have a portion of it and so that's why it's better to be at those smaller institutions because you can do everything and that's what I did I think I originally started so I was the admin assistant then I was the study coordinator and we only had the, the director of like the research department and then one other study coordinator. So it was like two study coordinators and then the director. And we were wearing multiple hats. We were doing regulatory. We were doing, you know, feasibility. We were doing closeouts because it was just a three woman team at that point. So we were we were so um, small. But then after as our studies grew, we added additional study coordinators and then I became the lead CRC over all of the study coordinators nobody told me to do
0: it you just said i'm gonna do it
1: i just kind of you know because i was already thinking you know i love the crc role because i loved interacting with the patients i loved them they were all my grandmas and grandfathers and uncles and aunts you know i love that but i also knew that i i really wanted to be a cra eventually i wanted to do that and so i said hey how can i Start getting those skills. So I was like, lead CRC. I was starting to like spot check my Mm. colleagues' work, you know, like spot check mine, kind of really taking like, hey, I'm going to be the point person and then we'll triage issues, you know, like really trying to take that leadership role. And I was able to because it was a smaller, a smaller, um, you know, site. And they were like, yeah, take the initiative because we don't have the bandwidth to do that.
0: Basically, source data review which any crc can do on mm-hmm. their own even if you are your own crc there's no nobody else in the company mm-hmm. you can one day let's say monday you the patient mm-hmm. comes in you do mm-hmm. the source you're mm-hmm. done you enter in the edc tuesday mm-hmm. for like an hour you switch your hat be a cra go through your own thing you did yesterday but with a mm-hmm. different frame you know try to change your mindset a little as cra And look Mm -hmm. at what you missed. And you could put this on your resume. Guess what? For that, you don't need to ask anybody. You could be at UCLA doing this. USC, UC San Francisco. You don't need to ask permission, right? But Mm -hmm. on your CV, you can put that you did that. That's transferable skills, spot checking, source data review. Now they're going to look at your CV and be like,
1: oh, Uh you
0: know what, what it takes to be a CRA.
1: Exactly. Yep. I did the same thing. I would do it. We had Saturday clinics, heavy Saturday clinics where we would bring in 12, 15 patients. Wow. So those, you know, like we were throwing source documents over our shoulders, literally. So that Monday, Tuesday, following the source that i following that Saturday <laughs> clinic, I would make sure that I completed the source and then you know, you know, making sure that everything was filed and just organized. It was completed, but just organized. And then later in that week, I would go ahead and spot check to see and I would find stuff. And then I would find stuff. You know, we would make sure that we um, got what was needed, made sure we followed the alcohol principles, you know, can backdate and all that kind of stuff. But at least I identified it. And then when our monitor came, it, we almost had spotless uh, source because of that extra step. And so that also looks good on your site too.
0: Yeah. Do you, and you'll have a happy CRA who, by the way, we didn't even talk about can be your gatekeeper to being a CRA,
1: mm-hmm. So keep
0: them happy guys. Um,
1: exactly.
0: I'm curious because all this stuff we're talking about, somebody might be listening mm-hmm. and just think that's ridiculous. Like, why would I do that? I'm not paid for that you know i'm paid to be a coordinator and they're not paying me that much anyway so why am i doing all that there's like different mentality what why is it that you and others like you react a certain way and others don't like what what do you think it actually what do you think that boils down to
1: um i just think maybe it's just personality type i don't i mean Some people, yes, I've run into those people who are like, that's my job. I'm sticking to it and not doing anything extra. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. (laughs) You can just do that. But if you really want to push the bounds and keep going in the industry, you're going to have to get outside of that. That's my job. And I'm just sticking to it. Because if you want to keep moving to the next level, you're going to always have to do that. And that's what I've shown in my career. And that's why I've been able to move over. Because even as a CTM, sometimes I have to roll up my sleeves and do CRA work. Even now, our CTA work, one time I had to create regulatory binders because we didn't have a team, Mm. but I couldn't have said that wasn't my job. It had to be (laughs) done. So you're going to have, there's going to be a ceiling at that point because you're not willing to be flexible. And if you want to keep going, you have to be flexible and you can't be so rigid. And Mm -hmm. if you're okay with just being a CRC. That's fine. You can just stay in the CRC world. But if you really want to kind of progress, you got to be flexible and you can't that can't come out your mouth. (laughs) That's not what I don't want to do.
0: (laughs) Luckily for us, most people watching are not in that camp. Um, I would say most are in the like you. They have the ambition. They want to Mm -hmm. do things. Uh, Many who watch are they want to, but they're afraid they don't want to step on toes. They don't want to get fired if the, you know their boss thinks they're or their coworkers think they're trying mm-hmm. to take their role. So mm-hmm. that's that's different. You had you didn't have to navigate that, I don't think, early on because you were at a smaller company, right?
1: Yeah, but you, I, I mean, I could see that, and it's you want to phrase it like, "Hey, I'm helping you. Let's work together. Hey, do you need me to? I know you have a heavy clinic this week." Do you need me to help organize your drug cabinet, rearrange your supply cabinet? You know, like just anything like, hey, we're we're willing (laughs) to help as opposed to, now there's a stark difference. Hey, I did this and you were looking for praise from someone, you know, like your manager. Uh, Oh yeah, (laughs) I, I rearranged all of this for this because this person yeah things were in a mess
0: hey boss you, tiffany didn't do her job so i did hers too <laughs>
1: exactly and then you're gonna piss off because you know like you're doing you're you but if you're saying hey hey dan i know you're swamped this week can i help you um and then you're like please do you can help me with." yeah data. i would say and yes
0: she, but then i might say like yeah tiffany that's awesome but why why do you want
1: to do it yeah, you can say, hey, you just say, hey, I, I, I want to get more exposure to the data, to data management. I haven't done many EDC or I haven't worked in the metadata rate or I haven't worked at work. Uh-huh. I haven't worked on inform. Do you mind if I, you know, train and learn? Because we can be each other's backup. Just as simple as that. You know, as long as you're you're pure in your intentions and you say, hey, this is what I want to do. But don't go back and say, Well, I did this for Dave yeah. because he was slacking. Because then wow. that's when people are gonna say, Hey, that wasn't cool. You know, like I didn't know that was what your intention was. Yeah, you so wanna I help your
0: coworkers. That. You wanna help your coworker out as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I like that. So I'm curious before we move on now, how you transitioned mm-hmm. further. You were a three-woman team, you said early on at the site. I'm just Mm -hmm. curious, like, do you know, do you happen to know what those other two ladies are doing right now?
1: Um, Yeah, actually, um, the director, I think she went back into consulting. So I think she uh, is doing like contract CRA. Um, I think that was the last kind of status there. And then the other person... Um, became a CRA too. you know, went through doing some continued to study coordinator a little bit longer. And then she actually went and became a CTA at a CRO. And then at the, as a CTA, she asked to be a CRA and they trained her. So now she is a CRA as well. So CRA, CRA, and then like CTM, you know, like it just really depends. You know, some people love the travel, love the independence, don't like the stress of the CTM because there's a lot of things the CTM has to do that the CRA does not. And so some people just prefer that CRA space and there's nothing wrong with that either.
0: Yeah, all three ambitious, all three generalists, all three Mm -hmm. started, this is important for people to hear, from a small site, a small, disorganized well, exactly. I mean, initially, I'm not trying to like put you guys down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but a small disorganized site mm-hmm. where chaotic, this is where yeah, in chaos chaos breeds solutions,
1: mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Or it just breeds
0: failure. I mean, one of the two. But <laughs> so I find yeah. that interesting. I think the industry needs like, um, what's that group? Society of Clinical Research Society, rest in peace, Christine Pierre, she started that, mm-hmm. but they do like all these internal studies. I think somebody needs to do that. But I think yeah. they're afraid to do that. If they actually do a study on what helps your career, boost your career further, mm-hmm. pr- like and, and they, they, they discover it's the smaller sites, the people yeah. who work at smaller sites end up further, yeah. that's going to be a mm-hmm. problem for the industry because nobody's going to want to work at the UCSFs anymore and all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. It's
1: true. It's Maybe true. there's yeah. a reason they don't do that. Exactly, exactly. So that, that was kind of my study coordinator. And I did that four years while going to school. So San Diego State. Wow. Um, so, you know, pursuing Aztecs. my bachelor. Aztecs. Yeah, Aztecs. So, um, yeah, did that. And then from the study coordinator role right at graduation. And this is this is so cool. I mean, literally, I was graduating on a Wednesday Monday, I got a job. Monday of the graduation week, they were like, wow, we're looking for some CRAs and you have four years. And I was like, yep. And i have a degree in two days.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah. when you were doing all this stuff with the site, all right, mm-hmm. and still going to school, mm-hmm. were you disciplined about updating your CV every year or were you just like too busy and you just put your CV out there and said, you know what? They're going to see four years, no matter what I put on the CV. Like what was the strategy there?
1: So, you know, we always had to update our CVs every two years for the regulatory binder. So I just you know, took the last current one and then just made sure, gave it the overview. Does this have all my indications, all my, um, you know, job descriptions, anything else? And then at that point on, you know, that's when I actually sent it out right before graduation. Once I did a once over of, hey, does this look the best that it can that it can look?
0: And back in those days, I think we're the same age, but back in those mm-hmm. days, there was no LinkedIn really. Like, no. I mean, it was there, but no one really used it. So what was it like monster.com? I think it was the big one. No, that? My
1: seg- yeah. Monster and career builder, but I didn't do either. I went with ClinForce at the time. They're now Docs Global, but the key uh-huh. to is to be with the agencies the Barrington James, the BioPhase Solutions, the Clinforces, the Clinical Research Agencies, because you have—they have jobs that you'll never find online, because they have—they do like business development with small pharmaceutical companies or different things like that, and they'll get, well, we'll have a handful of jobs that they don't even post online because they give it to a a recruiter, like a clinical research recruiter. And then they'll post to say, Hey, we have an opening. So I got in in contact with a ClinForce clinical research recruiter and they were recruiting for, I think it was 20 CRC slash CRAs at that time. And so it was like, come one, come all one interview. And I was in, (laughs) and I was like, wow, that was quick. (laughs)
0: I remember those days because that's when I got started too. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that advice still applicable today? Like to go to these agencies?
1: Right now. Um, All of those that you see on LinkedIn and as they are, hey, we have um, an opening for three CRAs or two CRAs, one CTM. Get on their list because when they have those lists that kind of go out and mass blast. That's something that uh, you can be a part of. You can hear some exclusive roles that you may not find anywhere. And then you check in with them every uh, so often. Hey, I'm looking for my next role. Do you have any new CRA positions that I may qualify for? And then usually they'll say, send over your CV. Here's the specs on this. And then you go from there. Yeah, go ahead and submit me. And they can usually get you a fast track into a job really quickly, those recruiters. So I, that's, that's what a a really good secret there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Lindsay Summers, the best, one of the best recruiters I know. And then the new guys from the UK, Huxley Martin, they recruit Mm -hmm. all over US and UK. They're new, but James, cool, cool founder. We were on each other's podcast. So I guess the agency, thank you. This is going to be a classic episode, Tiffany, because we've never (laughs) talked about any of this stuff before we've danced around it, but we never. Actually got into it like exactly how you did it. So okay, lead CRC, chaotic site. Then you started spot <laughs> checking. Then uh you were doing this while still in school, then you graduated, mm-hmm. got a job mm-hmm. the next day because of the agencies that you worked mm-hmm. with or you mm-hmm. put your resume with. Okay, mm-hmm. so after that, CRA.
1: Yeah, so CRA four years, no, three and a half years, and that there's another tidbit that. When you do with the agency, sometimes people are like, "Oh, that's a contract position." But I was W two contract, so I was I wasn't ten ninety nine contract. I was W two, so I wasn't a permanent employee. But they had I was on like a long term twelve month contract. Right. So that twelve month contract got it, kept getting extended. I ended up being on that study three and a half years. So just because you see a contract doesn't mean that it's going to be a short term. You know, if you do right. if you perform well, you can stay long. So I was on that study three and a half years, all in all.
0: I think that's important to mention because a lot of people are like shy away from that. And I think that's most of the new jobs now, like to be a new CRA, they'll put you on a contract because you have to think the company wants to reduce their liability. If you're not a good Mm -hmm. CRA, they don't want to deal with you more than six months, right? So it's Mm -hmm. clean. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's difficult to fire. There's a lot of litigation potential, like just bad for the brand. So they keep it clean that way. But like Tiffany said, if you're doing a good job, they'll keep extending it. Eventually roll you into their employee uh, pool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was how I got into the CRA role. And then now my next transition from CRA to CTM, what I did was small as the new big when that contract was up three and a half years, I was done with being a CRA. We had successfully enrolled. I was good. You know, nice, clean cut there. Um, I had availability. And that's when I was like, I want to get some project management skills. Because after those three and a half years, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about traveling (laughs) so much anymore. And I was like, I want to kind of scale down a little bit. What
0: was it it about traveling, if you don't mind sharing? Was it changes in your personal life? Because CRAs Mm -hmm. go through. It's important you know, for us to follow like the life cycle of a CRA. So was it family? Was I know you have kids, but what was it family at that time? Or like, what was it that made you say, well, I don't like this traveling anymore or it doesn't work for me anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. And it was, it definitely, you go from you're single and you can travel and, you know, there, and then you get married, you start wanting to settle down, have kids. And you're like, Ooh, how's this logistically going to (laughs) work?
0: 25 you know,
1: uh, days a month. Uh, exactly. You know, <laughs> so that's usually the progression. And usually from CRA, they will go into CTM. And sometimes I've seen people would stay in the CTM space hmm. for 10, 15 years until their kids are old. And then they'll go back to a CRA if they really enjoy being a CRA. And then you can be a CRA um, for years after that. So it just really depends kind of on your, is, your family. Is the...
0: Is the pay better as CRA versus CTM?
1: It can be comparable. Um I wouldn't say I mean, I, at one CRO. And this was probably what the the industry was. But I would say they were paying CRAs, let's just say 110 to 115, and they were paying the CTMs 140. So you won't, I mean, it's not like that much of a big difference, but this was years ago. I don't know if it's changed, but you can really kind of see, they, they say, well, you're not traveling, so you're not going to be paid as much as if you were on the road. So there is, You can get very close. Sometimes CRAs can get paid more if you're a contract CRA and you're you're billing per hour than CTMs. Yeah, it just really depends.
0: Contract series for sure. That that what you just explained kind of summarizes the problem with the industry because you. Mm -hmm. This is why there's always a CRA shortage, right? Mm -hmm. CRAs they hire them generally when they're young.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: there's no ageism. That's Mm -hmm. another tough question I got to ask you there's no layups on this show is I get asked this question like once a week okay I'm 50 years old am I too old to be a CRE nope
1: if you can do it if you want to do it and if you can do it do it Mm -hmm. there's no you if you have the skills you can do it until you literally do not want to get on a plane anymore and that would be your choice but there will always be experience over anything like you have the years experience they're going to take you and if you're like hey i want to be a cra and yeah go for yeah. it yeah there's no there's no upper age cut it would be you saying i physically do not want to get on the plane anymore i'm just too tired to do it myself you know i don't want right. to do it anymore right. yeah yeah that's yeah. been
0: the industries you know they get this generally the series come in like you younger mm-hmm. Then you you grow, you start having families, and then travel mm-hmm. becomes less of a priority for you. You don't want to mm-hmm. travel anymore, so you yeah. you know. Then now they, but they still need people to fill those spots mm-hmm. over there. Exactly. So this is why the industry always has turnover. This is why we always need new people in the industry, and this mm-hmm. is why the industry I think is trying to push technology. I think mm-hmm. like if the industry's wish list is that technology can replace the CRAs, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. And at least in the next two decades, that's not happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, now, of course you want to be efficient as much as you can, but there's still some critical thinking skills that you need with the CRAs that, Technology is not going to be able to do. Like sometimes you see something, you need to go open a cabinet and look over here and move to this room. You know, like you need to be like, whoa, 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 follow the, what's going on here? <laughs> like you got to yeah. follow the train. And the technology is not going to do it <laughs> in, in that sense.
0: So this is, okay, it's getting good. So we only have a little bit of time left. So you were a CRA. What point in your three years as a CRA did you start thinking, okay, I need to think about my next move? Was it right away? Or like a year no, when
1: it was, it was probably towards the end when they said, okay, we're not going to renew for another six, I mean, another 12 months, we're going to renew for another six months. So I knew my contract was coming to an end. And at that point, that's when you want to start making preparations for what you're going to do next. And then I just asked myself, like, do I want to be a CRA? Do I want to be a what what's next? What else could I do with my skill set? And that's what I had to do. I had to ask myself, what else can I do with my skill set? And and I was like, well the project manager CTM sounds good. And what I did was I started looking around and you always want to be ahead of the game if you can. Like don't wait until the last week and then you need a job by next Monday. Like start ahead because you have the time to interview see what is going to be a good fit. And that's what I did. And so I found a small biotech company in San Diego at the time. And um, they had an opening for in-house CRA. And that one, the in-house CRA, that position, they said you may have to travel about 25% of the time. And I was like, okay, that's enough. That's not like, you know, 50 to 75%. Yeah. And then it was like, it was also, it's a it has CTM duties. That was in the job description, help write protocols, help. Um, give vendor oversight. And I said, okay, well now, now this is good. It's giving me some exposure to the CTM project management. So I went out for that. Um, and uh, yeah, that was actually it was it was a small team. An, another seventeen people in the whole clinical division, and that was including the director of clinical research, the assistant director, DM medical monitor. Only seventeen people, so there was a lot of sharing different hats and learning from others because we were literally sitting in the same conference room all together, from the medical monitor all the way through, um, down to the. Uh, etmf specialist or the tmf specialist at that time
0: so it's basically a replay of the site scenario Mm -hmm. just at a biotech
1: yep a replay and so they assigned me as a as the cra to a phase four study with the project manager and i was like her right hand and so like meeting minutes i was helping draft and then I was re- I was sending it to her for review I would finalize them send them out you know when we were sitting in finance meetings I was sitting in there with her because they we were like right hand so I knew everything she knew and she actually um had went out on an emergency like leave and then they were like well, what's gonna happen to this study and I was like And now I know some things, but I don't know everything, you know, so I was up front. I didn't come. See, again, you can't stab the people in the back because what if she came back and I was like, Oh yeah, I know this whole thing. Uh, (laughs) Oh, so you were
0: careful. You were careful not to say, Hey, I know everything she does. You really don't need her guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause you never know if (laughs) somebody's going to come back. So you can't do that. You can't, you know, like you have to be a team player. So I was like, Hey, I know a couple of things because I sat in with her, but I, I'm. I'm honest. I don't know this, and they were like, "Well, no problem. We can work with you on this, or you can work with another uh, Ctm on this." And I was like, "Okay." And, and so I was able to kind of fill in the gap
0: wow. while she was
1: gone, and then she did come back. See, that's why you gotta be careful. She did come <laughs> back, and so we worked together again. But then when it came to a new study being started up, and this new study was like so, it was just like a really easy study. They were like. We need an extra CPM before we or we before we um, hire a new one. Do you think you want to do it? And I was like, Well, yeah. Okay. Let me see. You know. And so, and that was the opportunity. So thinking, working outside the box, working as a team player, showing you are a team player. Um, you know, learning all you can, absorbing even if you're in meetings that don't apply to you. Just kind of observe what's going on. Don't just, you know, just go, oh, that's not my (laughs) role. And just kind of go off in space, you know, like observe because you never know when there's an opportunity.
0: So, again, the theme is like chaos that you leveraged (laughs) into order, basically. Um,
1: Exactly.
0: While maintaining good relationship with those around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I see a lot of the similarities. So, Mm -hmm. at the site, you had the chaos. You fixed it. Then you Mm -hmm. graduated. CRA, Mm -hmm. chaos with family, because you're starting a family. (laughs) Everything is a response to chaos. Now, which is, I think, quite telling for most people, if they think of it that way. Mm -hmm. When you went from CRA to Mm -hmm. in-house CRA, Mm -hmm. did you have to take a pay cut? Mm. No, I don't
1: think I did. I actually... I actually had the same because back in the day, this is back in the day, they used to ask you what was your last salary and what you were looking to make. This is back. In the day. I don't I haven't seen that now that I think, but I haven't seen that.
0: I don't think they do that now.
1: I don't think they do that now. But they asked me what was my last salary and what was I looking to make at the, the new position? And I just told them. And so they matched it or ah, gave, they matched it they matched it, but then I got PTO and all the things because I was like a, you know, more with a company versus a contractor. So, you know, that, that's what, but they matched it at that point. So I did not take a plate cut. And now this is one thing I think they only raised me like $6,000 though, when I went to a full blown CTM, because Mm -hmm. I was still learning. I was still new. I couldn't really demand a full ctm price so i just had to just say okay thank you you know and, and but that's go from still here.
0: good that's still good it's would still you, good would you have still done that even if they paid you less is the real question
1: yeah i mean i would if they had just left it the same i would have you know like if they had left me at the in-house rate i would have done it too yeah. because the experience you can't beat that experience
0: yeah i think yeah I think some people struggle because they're like, okay, I could see the opportunity there, but it's actually a less pay, but it's way Mm -hmm. more like it's clearly better long term, but short term, Mm -hmm. it's like going to be a a problem. So you have to balance that, too, in careers. It's not simple. It's not a one answer for everybody.
1: No, it it really depends on what would work for you. But if you can see the bigger picture of if you're, Hey, I'm going to be able to get off the road. I have a stable job. I'm off the road. I'm getting additional experience and maybe it's uncomfortable for the next six months to a year. But after that, I can get a, a higher paying job. Then that's something you, everyone has to kind of just weigh if it would work for them.
0: So far, how far along into the story are we now? Cause we kind of went very specific. Some of the mm-hmm. challenges see now you got the CTM role. Mm-hmm. What was next? Like, what were you looking at next?
1: I just, been after that, that was my entry into CTM and I did CTM for the next 10 years.
0: Like as a contractor or same company?
1: Oh, as a contractor.
0: I yeah, see. not the
1: same. Now, now, they actually, that company, that biotech, remember I said that we had 17 um, in the clinical department and they got bought out and then they decreased it down to like nine. Mm. that was a that was a tough day when they they were literally firing people on that day that's the so thing with was,
0: biotechs man yeah. the biotechs like they're so innovative they could be fun places to work and then mm-hmm. a company like AbbVie comes in mm-hmm. buys it out changes everything it's no longer mm-hmm. fun right exactly. because the leadership's not the same leadership at a biotech is like we need to go from nothing to something so mm-hmm. they're a whole different mentality Leadership at an AbbVie, or I'm not picking on AbbVie, Janssen and Janssen, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. let's not screw up what we have. You know, we're already exactly. huge. Let's just exactly. stay this way. So it's totally different culture. I, I'm glad you brought that up, too. So contract CTM, how does that work? Do you, are you able to Thanks. do, like, a lot of different studies at once, or you just do one at a time?
1: It just depends. So this is where you go back to your your recruiters, your clinical research recruiters. Hey, what do you have?
0: <laughs> Open you, it just up. Call
1: <laughs> you call them up and say, hey, what do you have? They'll say, I have a 40-hour a week. I have a 10-hour a week. I have a 20-hour a week. I have a 40-hour for three months. I have a closeout only. And that's the thing. There's a lot that you can glean from recruiters that you can't glean from those generic postings just on the website. So that's the secret. You got to have your recruiters, at least a couple of them. because They'll they're give you the insights to. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll be able to say one interview, two interviews, hire, you know, they're looking for someone to um, start in two weeks. They can give you all this inside scoop that you cannot glean from the generic website. And they would never post that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just apply. And then what happens there? You don't hear back because these people they can follow up for you, they can say, Oh, I submit, submitted your resume. It's in front of the hiring manager. They can give you all these updates. Now they do get a portion, depending on how it's set up, they will either get a finder's fee from the company. That's, they get a finder's fee, they either get a portion of your salary, but, you know, that so they do get something out of the deal, but it's really good to just have that person that you can say, hey, Dan, what's the status? And they're like, hey, this is what it is. Or no, they didn't pick you because of this. And that's good too, so you can know that. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I will say about recruiters, I have not seen one yet necessarily that works with naive people, like people that want to get into the industry. I haven't seen one yet. There may be one out there, but you usually have to be a study coordinator and looking to go to a CRA or a CRA looking to go to the CTM. They have to be able to work with something. They are not able to work with nothing. You know, like you yeah. have to be in the industry already. So I sense. will say that. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense I because the
0: that. why would a sponsor hire a recruiter to recruit somebody with zero experience? They can do that themselves.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just you know, I do I do want to say the, to the community watching, if you're naive you're still going to have to either, you know, take the CRC Academy. uh, CRC Academy. Academy. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, come over to Essentials for a consult call to see which way you can be able to leverage. And we actually have a a quick course that's coming out. It's an intro to clinical research, like how to get in, how to leverage what they currently have. It also includes a GCP course that they can take, add to their CV and a resume review. So that would be on the lookout. That's dropping in, in December. Uh, yeah, Clint for, Essential, uh, Clint
0: Essentials is a company that just like came out of nowhere on my radar, mm-hmm. mainly because of Brent. Shout out to Brent Ellis. Yeah, Brent Ellis.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, he's
0: the one who's like putting all these interviews together. Now Tiffany reaches out directly, but Brent is like running everything back there. So I got to look more into Clint Essentials. Like who mm-hmm. are you? Uh, founder director like what is your role who's the who's behind this
1: so I'm the director of operations and it was a, a group of clinical research professionals so there's not just one that can take the credit um, but right now I'm the director of operations and that's just because I have so much experience in so many areas that I can really help you know what the products developed or anything like that the training those gotcha. things just because i i've touched a little piece of each different role so and the so sticky have- notes
0: and all that mm-hmm. that's a smart business strategy because that's not necessarily the business that's mm-hmm. more like putting your brand out there in mm-hmm. as many sites as possible for the all the mm-hmm. other stuff you guys have that's a good it's a good business yeah. model you guys have mm-hmm. I know you only got like three minutes. This is going to be, mm-hmm. a. I think this is going to be a classic. Guru Nation, let us know. Is this <laughs> a classic know. or not? Uh, anything <laughs> else we missed? Like detail. Just imagine somebody's watching right now in Phoenix, Arizona, and is mm-hmm. a CRA for two years. And they're, they think that they're at a dead end.
1: The time is now. I have never seen it this crazy if you want to be a ctm if you want to be in a role that you haven't been in before and you can tell or show or speak to in an interview how your skills transfer nine times out of ten they're going to give you a chance because there's such a shortage in the industry this is your time to try to run through that door get in learn all you can because it may the industry may switch in a couple years and it's not as one come one come all as open arm for all anyone that wants to get in in a couple years it may not be this. this is the time now to do whatever you want to do now is the time
0: (laughs) you and i are old enough i can't believe i'm saying i'm old now because i remember getting started i was so young people were like How old are you when I was on the phone? Because my voice was so different. Uh, We've seen the ups and downs, and we know Mm -hmm. we're back at another up, but we know Mm -hmm. what's right behind the corner.
1: It's a a, a slam door, and everyone, (laughs) it's like, you got to have three years' experience, you got to have oncology experience. And they're like, you're like, how do I get all this experience? But now, if you even want to do oncology for some companies, they'll say, okay, we'll take a chance. So, this is the time to. To capitalize on this opportunity. Because in two years, it could be different. And you'll be like, wow, I saw so many openings back in 2021. And I should have got in because it could be so different in a couple years.
0: Yeah, as we oh, last minute, Tiffany, to get to know Tiffany, the person, okay. Uh, you seem like an intrapreneur, meaning <laughs> you are an entrepreneur mindset within a company. But now mm-hmm. with Clin Essentials, maybe you're getting to use some of that entrepreneur muscle more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you ever, because a lot of CRA, a lot of CTM, mm-hmm. I have these calls twice a week, three times a week with a CRA or a CTM that wants to open a site. You ever mm-hmm. considered this? You worked at a site. Is this something that's on your radar? You must have thought about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I if I could find the right investigator that's motivated and a and study coordinator we can find, but a good investigator that's motivated I would. That's I would. the whole
0: business plan. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the this investigator. Get yeah. him on board, and then get a good study coordinator. Yeah, I would.
0: You would do definitely.
1: Okay. And and I would do it in the African American and Hispanic community because that's yes. my yeah that's my that's my what I grew up in. I got my masters in clinical research. Oh, I didn't go into that. That's another segment. Masters in clinical research, and I did my thesis on how to get more African Americans into clinical research. So that's another segment we'll have to go into. Um, Huge. But, the next yeah.
0: decade will be all about diversity and exactly. research. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I would I would really focus in on and that pa- uh, patient population.
0: All right, Tiffany. Well, thank you. It's ten on the dot exactly. <laughs> yeah. We got to wrap it up. I will put Tiffany's LinkedIn profile underneath. I'll also put the part one video so you could watch like more of her story. And we'll do it again. Come on anytime, yeah. Tiffany. Like maybe okay. next year, like January, whenever you want. Yeah. Just reach out. All right. We'll do another okay. podcast. All right. Thank you, Guru Nation. Thank you for watching, listening. Thank you, Tiffany. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.